This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new tool for EPA managers to use in making reopening decisions. IRS employees are no longer going to get extra pay for going into the office during the pandemic. And USCIS sets the date for when layoffs will start if Congress does not take action. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Regional administrators at the Environmental Protection Agency have a new dashboard to help them make reopening decisions. The tool ingests information from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and other state and local data sources. All employees have access to the EPA facility status dashboard. EPA says it's closing facilities for seven days to clean and disinfect the space before making a final decision about when to reopen them. Facilities in at least six regions have started this process. The American Federal Federation of Government Employees says employees in Chicago, Ohio, and other parts of the Midwest may begin to return to their office June 22nd. The State Department reopens nearly a dozen passport service offices across the country as part of its Phase 1 reopening plan. Those reopenings have brought back nearly half the passport services workforce to confront a backlog of 1.7 million passport applications that have accumulated since March. The State Department sent 150 employees from other parts of the agency to help address the backlog. The agency estimates new passport applications will take a minimum of eight weeks to process. One senator wants to expand the government-wide review of telework during the coronavirus pandemic. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Senator Maggie Hassan offers four questions to the Government Accountability Office to add to its review of agency telework during the coronavirus emergency. The ranking member of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Subcommittee on Federal Spending Oversight and Emergency Management wrote to Comptroller General Gene Dodaro on Friday. Among the questions she wants added are how many employees were eligible to telework but weren't allowed to, and what barriers did agencies find, and how did they eliminate them? Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The IRS discontinues incentive payments for employees who volunteered to return to the office amid the pandemic. The National Treasury Employees Union says the IRS ended the payments June 6th. The agency gave certain employees a 10 to 25% pay increase for completing tax filing season tasks that were not possible through telework. From now on, the agency will instead give employees a special act award for volunteering to come back to work at campuses that otherwise remain closed. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services is eyeing a new potential date to begin employee furloughs. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco reports. USCIS says administrative furloughs may begin August 3rd. The agency previously projected July 20th as a potential furlough start date. But USCIS tells Federal News Network it got some additional revenue and found extra cost savings to push the date back. The agency says it'll need to furlough 13,400 employees unless Congress provides emergency supplemental funding before August. USCIS says the pandemic produced a drastic decrease in revenue. The agency did open up some asylum and field offices to the public earlier this month. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. 
Telehealth appointments using the Department of Veterans Affairs VA Video Connect platform are up 1,000% in recent months. VA conducted 120,000 video appointments a week in May. That's up from 10,000 weekly appointments in February. The department's telehealth video platform can support up to 25,000 appointments a day. VA has said telehealth use will likely plateau as agency hospitals begin to reschedule in-person services again. The Pentagon says it's almost ready to send Congress a new plan for how to restructure its military medical force. The military had planned to cut 18,000 uniformed positions from medical fields and reallocate them toward warfighting functions, but Congress told the department to pause that effort until it delivered more details. DOD says the report will head to Capitol Hill this week and will account for the military response to COVID-19. U.S. Transportation Command is pulling back a $7 billion contract to restructure the military's moving system. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Transcom says it's agreed to take corrective action after two companies challenged its $7.2 billion global household goods contract. The command says it expects to finish the process and determine a new way forward in the coming weeks. Transcom awarded the contract to American Roll-On Roll-Off Carrier Group in February to restructure DOD's household goods moves as a central managed service. That's a contrast to how moves are handled now, where regional offices hire moving companies one by one. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Forest Service has a new plan to streamline regulations, improve customer service, and increase access to public lands. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue says he's issued a new blueprint to Forest Service Chief Vicki Christensen. The plan describes how the Forest Service will streamline the permit process for certain recreational activities and simplify the land exchange process. Purdue also wants the Forest Service to set time and page limits for submitting certain environmental documents. Several agencies would get windfall under a months-old bill that's starting to gain traction in Congress. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Senate appears ready to advance the Great American Outdoors Act. Backed by senators from both parties, it would divert nearly $2 billion a year for four years from energy development fees on federal lands. The money would fund deferred maintenance in areas run by the National Park Service, the Forest Service, the Fish and Wildlife Service, the Bureau of Land Management, and the Bureau of Indian Education. A companion bill is now in the House. I'm Tom Temin. And Senator Gary Peters, the ranking member of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, introduces one of the first bills that would put recommendations from the Cyber Solarium Commission into law. Peters' Continuity of Economy Act of 2020 would direct the president to develop a plan to ensure essential functions of the economy continue to operate in the event of a cyber attack. He also introduced a second cyber bill that would call for a pilot plan so the National Guard could promote remote cybersecurity support to states responding to an attack. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 